You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 161. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 161. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Are you going to make it? I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to make it. I'm a little hungover, but... Man, Mr. Smith like uh, I used to. It forgot that he is not 25. No, I'm actually just about 45. <laughs> coming up on. And so he's been having a, a battle with his physicality today. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think I drank that much, but apparently I did. But, you know, I anyway. mean, for the record, we don't record on Mondays, by the way. So it's not like Mr. Smith's like going <laughs> crazy on a Monday or like a Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, no, so it was a Saturday. It was a, just a run of the mill. Everyday average Everyday Saturday. average Saturday. So, but I'm happy Hanging for you. Boys, you work playing cards. You it's work fun. so hard, and you deserve to have, blow off some steam. Yeah, thanks, babe. Yeah, I did. I blew a little too much, I guess. Yeah, but it, it, right. that is, that's some right. sh- some shit. Like that's some shit. Like you do not realize. But, oh, when you as you get older. Like, yeah, like how much you were just like yeah. not going to be able to not do it. You... Going to recover that oh, fast. My God. Well, anyway, on hello, that note, people. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hopefully, you're not hungover too. Yeah, especially because it's Monday for, right. for most of you guys who right, listen yeah. religiously. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you're having an awesome start to your week. And so we're going to talk to you today about how to stop trying to control shit that is out of your control. Yeah, control freaks. And we, I mean, you think about that stuff as like, oh, it's, it's not in my control, it's not in my control, yet we still behave in ways like we can control and manipulate uh, certain, yeah. certain certain situations. And so I'm going to talk about sort of the reason why we do that and kind of the psychological basis for our desire to control. And then I'm going to talk to you about ways in which it really fuels you, ways in which it it is kind of a detriment to your life and then how to pick that apart and what to really do about it. You know, I love tangible, actionable yeah, items. Absolutely. I love that too. But before we jump into all of those goodies, I think I hear a little... Oh, did, so- I, it's a- coming. Here it is. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. So yes. you have a few more days to jump in on my latest free workshop all about people pleasing and this particular workshop if you've never attended any of my online programs or free offerings I really don't fuck around I do not waste time we jump in you have a full workbook that is designed to get you into massive action you'll have homework to take care of over the following week if you want in and you know that people pleasing or being hugely invested in what other people think is this is a mass massive obstacle for you I highly suggest you come and join us so if you go to the joyjunkie.com slash register you will see all the date the the details you'll be 
be able to pick your date and time. We're, we have two happening this week. So please jump on it. We're going to talk about how to stop talking shit to yourself, how to stop taking responsibility for everyone else's happiness. We're going to d- dissect this concept of enoughness, like how to actually find your worth and your value. You know how we're always thinking like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not sexy enough, I'm not feminine enough, I'm not wealthy enough. We have all yeah. these not enough. So we're- Absolutely. Everybody has that. Sure. I mean, that's kind of like the basis of all of our, of all self-help is your relationship to your own worthiness, right? Exactly. Because that also infiltrates all of your self-talk. And we're also going to look at how to really let go of what everyone else thinks. And I'm going to share one of my absolute favorite tools to use with that. that You're doing that all free? I'm doing this all free. Jeez. And again, but it's... There's, there's like, this is um, just touching on things, right? I mean, it's is it a it's, full-on thing? No. Well, I mean, I think they're pretty robust they are, for yeah. being a, a complimentary like offer offering but the level of it is like you know i give a decent amount of stuff on the podcast the online workshops are longer so they're like an hour and a half so there's we're we're able to go deeper into multiple topics and so there are that's kind of like the next level too and then a lot of my paid for courses keep going deeper and deeper and deeper beyond so that's kind of the structure that it follows that's good that's good i think uh if if you haven't seen any of her free stuff, you should go and check it out. It's it's pretty amazing. She's she does all of her own web development and builds her own products. Like you're incredible. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet. awesome. You're it's so incre- sweet. It's it's amazing. That's what happens when you have control issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right back on full topic. Full circle. Full <laughs> circle. So no, but seriously, there there are times when control really serves you. So we're gonna dig into that today, and then we'll be going into it a little bit more at a deeper level on the workshop. So I wanted to give everybody kind of a taste, and then if you know, Let's see what it tastes like. <laughs> see what it tastes like. <laughs> Don't you want to leave the taste of the glory? See what it tastes like. Um, And then if you know you want to go deeper, come to the workshop. You'll get a full-on workbook that will accompany the program. And then you can actually go through a lot of the things that we're talking about today and take pen to paper and start getting it out of your head and start creating ways to make change. Because a lot of this personal development stuff is is concepts, right? It's Uh conceptual. It's ideas. So it's very easy for you to just listen to a podcast and think, oh, hmm, nice. And then go right back to your same thought process, the same ways in which you engage with people in your life. So where I think the workshops take it to a next level is it's, it's like forced attention to watch this particular, you know, slideshow that I prepare and it's a class, it's teaching and you take notes and you're really involved and then you have to, you know, I have people commit to taking action. Like, what are you going to do this week? How are you going to shift? How are you going to grow? Because my work is completely irrelevant unless people do something with it. Like actually, I don't want you to just hear my ideas and think that's nice. I want you to really actually apply it. And so the workshops are designed specifically for that. Sweet. So again, if people pleasing is one of those kind of targeted issues or sometimes that concept of people pleasing doesn't resonate as much as being highly invested in what other people think of you. Uh Uh-huh. So whatever the semantics are, if that's your your genre, that's your deal. Get your ass to class. So <laughs> again, you can go to thejoyjunkie.com. 
slash register or if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 161, which is the show notes page for this podcast episode, you'll see an opportunity to to pick your date and time there easily as well. Got it. So please join us. And Sweet. I think that you have a, uh, oh, yeah. a little it's, uh, segment. It's my time to shine. It's the... Would you rather? Would you rather? Today's would you rather? We're so high tech. <laughs> All the little jingles. Um, <clears throat> today's would you rather is who would you rather have as president? Little Wayne or Lil Wayne? Lil. Yeah, not so little anymore, I guess. Or Kim Kardashian? Oh. Who would you rather have? be president of your <laughs> country. I, um, I don't know. I don't know enough about Lil Wayne. I mean, I, I know he's thug. I know he's, you know, he's kind of, he's pretty, uh, pretty gangsta, pretty gangsta. We saw him. I know. I we saw him at concert. Unbeknownst to me, he is different than Lil John. Yeah, he, he does <laughs> not have gold teeth and say, yeah, yeah. I am such a white girl. <laughs> I um, think he does have gold teeth, though. <laughs> God, I don't know because so, so part of me feels like, okay, maybe that could do something really amazing for race relations considering like the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. But then I think, okay. What kind of policies is he going to put in? What, you know, what, like, right. Like, would it become the opposite? Where we were, I don't know. It's uh, hard to say, huh? Gosh, but then the Kardashians, I just... <sighs> <laughs> Man! You're trying to be careful with your words, huh? Uh, well, no, I just... It's just a hard to say. Being somebody in the limelight does not necessarily mean that you have yeah. the foresight to run an entire country. Absolutely. Uh, but I have seen Kim do some really awesome philanthropic stuff, so I'm like, well, maybe. And then I think, well, she's got an arsenal of people around her who might be able to help. <laughs> do some good, I, yeah. I guess I'm going to have to pick Kim because I just straight up have no knowledge Can you imagine? of Lil Wayne. Can you imagine? No. Kim Kardashian as president. Fuck, we're talking about Donald Trump. I right. mean, it's not that much different. No, I know, but I'm just like, we're not that far from that. Like, who's next? Dennis Rodman? I mean... You know, like... I think he endorsed he's got, Trump. He's got good relations with Kim Jong-il, so or uh, Kim Jong-un. Oh, so, wow. Know, now that. we turned into a politics podcast. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go with Kim, too, even though uh, I don't... You know, I don't know her personally at all, but right. she just doesn't seem very bright. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really... But hopefully, it, I would, like you said, I think you'd get enough people around you Right. To, she has enough people around her that would really do some good for the yeah. country. Yeah, and, and, and I've never really seen her do... I mean, I know people are always questioning, oh, are you being a good role model and posing naked and all these things, but I've never seen her do anything that was really purposefully hateful No, yeah, she's a very nice person, or, actually. You know, and she's I've seen her do nice a lot person. of good, so... The intellect, I don't know, because yeah. the the way people are portrayed in the media is usually radically different than sure. real life, you sure. know? And who's to say? Lil Wayne might be super bright. Maybe, maybe he's a fucking, like... Maybe he's got a degree in Maybe he's got a doctor, economics. doctorate degree. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, right. Anyway. So, maybe he so runs there's a, a little lesson on not judging. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's There's ex- my would you rather segment. That is what we were coming You're back welcome. to. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So let's talk about how to stop trying to control shit that is out of your control. So first, I, I really want to talk about why we even have this need to control or this pull to control. And even if you don't necessarily identify as someone who has, quote, control issues, if you like to know the outcome or if you like to manipulate an outcome, if you like things to go your way, if you like a planned, organized system. Who doesn't like things to go their way? then there may be a piece of control to look at. So Mm -hmm. if that word doesn't resonate with you, whatever, you're not off the hook. Just start looking at some of the concepts that we're talking about today and see where it might apply to you. So one of the reasons why we are so pulled to control is because it equates safety in our minds. Right. And we were talking about this the other night. If we can really see how we could make something happen or force something into existence, or if we believe that it's within our power, then we we don't have to operate on faith. You know, we all we can all we have to do is make shit happen. Yeah. And that equates safety for so many of us. So, you know, we were talking about this the other night. We we're having a lovely personal development conversation. <laughs> as we are known to do. As we are known to do. And I was talking about how this is one of the reasons why people will stay in relationships that they fucking hate or stay at jobs that they cannot stand because they cannot see beyond what they're in right now because it would take too much faith to just hope that they find a new spouse or hope that this amazing job happens. So even though right now is suffering, you can control that suffering. Yeah. You can keep tabs on it. You know how to be in this shitty relationship. You know how to talk shit to yourself. It's a lot easier. You can control that. Right. You're aware of it. It's out of your comfort zone. So even though it's uncomfortable and painful, it's fucking familiar. And things that are familiar to us equate safety so we think okay if i can control this and again this is on a very primitive psychological uh, basis if i can control this then i must be safe right and and it's kind of a, a fallacy that we buy into largely based off of our you know based off of primitive psychology but we now because we have cognition and we have uh conscious mind we can unpack our actual behaviors and what what we're really doing here right Right, yeah so that that concept though i think is really important (coughs) because you know we see situations where this manifests like for instance the woman who is you know super 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 controlling at work You know, maybe she's just micromanages her team because at home she's at odds with her spouse and she can't control him. They she can't make him do certain behavior. So she goes, "Okay, here's how I can feel safe is control and manipulate this other area of my life. For sure. Or classic scenario is in cases of addiction or something like anorexia. Anorexia is totally based off of this is what I can control. Psychological, yeah. OCD. Yeah. This is what this makes me feel safe. Doing this thing out of repetition or 
purging or stifling, you know, my food source, that I can control. Even though we're very clear most of the time that that is painful. Unhealthy, yeah. Unhealthy, there's a problem. I get that I can't change him. We still get locked into that behavior. Yeah, I I deal with this at work a lot myself yeah. uh, on a physical level. Just having someone um, that comes in with pain in their hands. Right. Uh, she was saying, oh, my hands just always hurt. And I've been, you know, worked up by all these different doctors and looked at rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia and all these, you know, uh, categories of that people get put into. Right. Uh, of disease or uh, whatever. Like diagnoses. Yeah, yeah. Or some kind of autoimmune disease or whatever. Um, but we found for her... This one particular woman that was just squeezing her hands, she didn't even realize just a that she fist. was clenching her fists all the time. And when I worked on her, I said, I want you to notice when you start squeezing your hands. Yeah. And she was, she came back the next week and said, I noticed all the time like, no that way. I was squeezing my hands. No She's like, I'm in are... church in a place where I feel very welcome and warm and comfortable right. and I'm squeezing my hands. Yeah. And I asked her, what was the reason do you think that you're squeezing your hands? She says, everything in my life is unraveling. Yes. Like I'm going through a divorce. I've got five kids. I've got this, that, 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 that. She went on all these, these external factors that, that are out of her control. That are out of control. Her kids are grown kids, you know? Yeah. Um, 75% change in her pain level in a week. Wow. By just getting the awareness that she was squeezing her hands. Yes. Right? I so it's on the that. same topic here. It's the same thing. You know, we yes. don't even, until we have awareness, we don't see the road until we open our eyes. Right. You know? Yes. Well, I love that you brought that up because that is exactly why. I am always saying the key, the absolute key to all things personal growth and development is awareness. Yeah. You have to acknowledge it first. So that is why if you are like, ah, no, I'm not a control freak. Oh, no, I don't have control issues. I don't, you know, and you write it off. Guess what? You'll never excavate this. You'll never unearth this stuff. And right. whatever is going on currently will continue to be your reality. Sure. Now, that might be amazing and that might not be amazing. But, you yeah. know, that's up for you to start looking at. Sure. And uh, so I, I bring all of that up, too. And I think your story really underlines that, that. We do this out of self-preservation. We do this to keep ourselves safe. Like, so she's in there not thinking, let me clench my fist so hard. And I, this is my only way that I gain control and feel safe. Right. Let me do this so that I start having massive chronic pain in my hands. Yeah. Nobody does that. You just uh, instinctively take care of yourself. Right. So when we feel threatened by, let's say, our an ex-spouse or a, a, a child that we can't control, we will exert force. Mm -hmm. We do whatever we can to try to gain control because then we will feel safe. Right. So the reason I really wanted to nail this point home is because I want you to be compassionate that that's a part of our human DNA. It's part of our makeup that we will naturally try to create safety for ourselves. Sure. I think that the key and the key for her, uh, what she was, you know, really honest about was, you know, I don't know if I can fully let go of this problem right. because 
I have to find control somewhere. Right. So, you know, she was really honest with herself and was like, if I let go of all this, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Right. I'm afraid if I lose this control, I may not come back from it. Right. Right. So she was really trying to find ways that she did have control Mm -hmm. without making it something that was you know, physically abusive to herself. Well, and that, that ties a lot to what we're going to talk about here. Yeah, because in you're a on second. a mental level, right? We're talking uh, about but mental. But this is on a mental, stuff. yeah, this is definitely like a mental, spiritual, spiritual level. level yeah. But the, the thing about that though, is that the, the times that are the most frustrating around control is when they are things that we absolutely cannot control because they are not within our power. We cannot do anything to make somebody else be different. So what happens in that thought process is an obsession on external things. Exactly. Like if only my kids will do this. If only my ex-husband will do this. If only, if only. And so what's happening right then in that mental mind fuck is perpetual suffering. Because you yeah. are so focused on something that you have zero power over. So what I would encourage, and this is again what we're going to kind of break down here, is that you start focusing on what you can control exactly. in order to bring peace and a little bit more relief instead of perpetual constant angst. Because yeah. there's no resolve to that. Exactly. There's no resolve. Right. Unless it will you always wanna, be there. Until, unless you amazingly become this magician and you can like cast spells on people and auto- like make them do shit but that's that not- would be cool and that would be cool would you rather? Yeah, i was just gonna say there's a new would you rather segment <laughs> all right so what you also want to think about too is that control is not always a negative thing it's not a it's not a bad thing in fact i think our ability to control can be really truly in service of us so sometimes it it does really contribute to our fulfillment and our happiness and sometimes it doesn't so an example of control really aiding in our fulfillment would be for instance um like you have been massively controlling over our financial house yeah, and really looking at ways in which to save for this and save for that and invest over here and invest over there. And so that control has been very powerful for Absolutely, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So that would be an example of this is really contributing to my fulfillment. Sure. Now I could take that control too far and obsess about it. That's right? exactly right. Which is where what people do. And I'm not going to go as much into that category because that truly is a finessed dance that we have to manage for individually sure. over our lifetime. Absolutely. Um, you know, okay. for example, I love to control things in my business. I love to control my image and how I look aesthetically. And so there's times when that really serves me and I feel like amazing. Like power, yeah. You know, and then there's times when when it's stealing my joy. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. During Halloween... Which, if you didn't know, now you know we don't fuck around. Like, we don't. I used at to all. be a makeup artist, so I'm always busting out prosthetics and, and appliances and latex and all sorts of awesome stuff. So I've got like a dialed out system. And, you know, depending on if we're getting Mr. Smith ready as well, like I have a whole thing. Like we start. We start, start make of it too. We start to do that, yeah. you know, and then we have to have me start at this time. And it's like a six hour thing. So this past holiday, <coughs> we were in <coughs> Vegas 
And, you know, I was doing great. I had my system all controlled, all dialed out. And then things were starting to go awry. And I wasn't liking how my face paint was happening, Mm -hmm. you know, and I started to get really angsty. And so it was in that moment where my need to control had surpassed fulfilling me and was now moving into controlling me. Mm -hmm. And that, again, I mean, I work with people on that over, you know, months and months and months. So I'm not going to dig into that as much because that's very applicable on a case by case basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought about that. So I want to talk about when your control really doesn't serve you. And this tends to be the hardest for us, again, because it's painful. But the, So the first thing I want you to think about is I want you to have full and utter permission to want whatever you want. So let's take a couple of different examples. Like let's say you really, really want to get hired for a specific job. You can't control that. All you can control is how good of an effort you put forth, right? But you can obsess and obsess and obsess and obsess about shit you can't control. Again, that anxiety spiral. Right. What are they going to think of me? Are they going to offer it? When are they going to give it to me? Blah, 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 blah. Or for myself, I do a lot of community theater. And if I've auditioned and I haven't heard back yet, it's very easy to spiral into, oh, I could have done something better and da, 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 and, and trying to force and manipulate and all of this stuff in my mind to make Uh me think that I actually can control something. Yeah. And I can't. But I'm also allowed to want what I want. You're allowed to want to nail that role that you can't control if you get or not. You're allowed to want that job that you can't ultimately offer that position to yourself. (laughs) Right, right. Right? It's not Congress. You're allowed to want... (laughs) Well played, Mr. Smith. Well played. Kardashian. Yeah. (laughs) 2016. 2016. Oh, my God. Fuck no. Kim K, 2016. Oh, my God. It would have to be, like, for Congress with a K. Yes. Oh, that would be great. Oh, I'm so witty. All right. Or, like, let's say there's another example of, you know, you've gone out with somebody and you really hope that they ask you out again or you really hope that they agree to go out with you again. Uh, Maybe it's a classic case for people who are exes and their ex-spouse, particularly if you have joint custody, how they approach the children or how you parent versus them. Exes can be huge. Or any time that you really really want a specific outcome. It can even be in a conversation with a spouse. We do this all the time. If I bring something to you and ultimately I can't make you do anything. I can't make you listen. I can't make you acquiesce. I can't make you agree. I can't make you do anything. But I am totally, fully allowed to want an ideal outcome. Sure. So that's the first piece is recognizing that you have full freedom to want what you want, but your responsibility is to show up in a way that you are proud of yourself, not how we oftentimes show up, which is trying to make somebody do, be, or accept us in some specific way. Sure. So, for instance... Or, like, replay a conversation in your head of an argument you had and continue to go over, go over, go over, go over. Right. Yeah. And what we usually do in that... Oh, I should have said this. I should have done that. Exactly. Sorry. What we usually do in that mind fuck 
is we don't look at our behavior from a positive place. We look at, I really hope they like me. I really hope they accept me. Or we go into a place of blame. It's their fault. If only they did this, then I could have been amazing. What we don't do is create a different barometer of success. So this is what I want you to start adopting. Sweet. Is this concept of a new definition of success. And again, in the workshop coming up this week, we're going to dig into this at a deeper level. And I'm going to give you a whole formula and you'll have a whole set of the part of the workbook that's going to be dedicated to this where you can really pick it apart for yourself. So again, if you want to get more on this, go to thejoyjunkie.com forward slash register and, and join us and you'll be able to uh, pick this apart a little further. So this idea about a new definition of success, so typically what we do is we think this will be successful as long as I get that part in that play. This will be successful as long as I have this conversation with Mr. Smith and he sees it my way. This will be successful as long as I get hired for this position. Mm -hmm. This will be successful as soon as this person asks me out on a date again. So we create success to be equal to things outside of our control. So the way in which to switch that and create a new definition of success would be one in which our focus is on who we are being and what are the things that we need to do, say, or embody in order to be proud of the person that I am. Got so it. the way in which you would look at this is you would like, let's take any number of those scenarios. Let's say going in for a job interview. So using kind of this two-part breakdown, you would go, okay, I'm allowed to want this job. Yes. I am totally allowed to fucking want this job. And I acknowledge that I can't make it happen. I can't force it into existence, right? Ultimately, it's somebody else's choice. Yeah. Okay, you're Amy, you're allowed to want that job. You're allowed to want that position. Now, my new definition of success, which has to be related to something you can control, and that would ultimately make you proud of yourself that you could win with every time. So then you would write down on a sheet of paper my new defini definition of success as it relates to this job interview is this will be successful as long as I prepare myself, uh, as long as I get a good night's sleep, that I put my best foot forward, that I am articulate. You're not hungover. <laughs> not hungover. <laughs> that you are behaving in ways in which you are proud of yourself. Now, when you first start digging into this, it can feel very convoluted because we think, well, I'll be proud of myself if they like me. <laughs> I'll be proud of myself if they think I'm smart. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. If you were just engaging in life and you were watching yourself on a movie screen, watching yourself have a that job interview would you be proud of that person right would you be like yeah you know what whatever anybody said i'm proud of what i put forth i'm proud of what i did but we don't condition pride in ourselves we don't look at scenarios and think okay here's what i need to do to be really at peace with how i'm showing up we look at here's how i need this situation to go down Right. Here's how I need them to view me. Here's what I need from my ex-husband. Here's what I need from my kids. Here's what I... Yeah. That's no, why no, it's no. called self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> Not 
other's worth. Other people's yeah. worth. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, again, as you go through this, be compassionate with yourself because this takes a long time to untangle because we've most likely gone through decade upon decade of being told you have to get a perfect spouse you have to have a perfect body you have to get the perfect job you have to get into the best college and if you don't you suck right so we're conditioned to believe that we can control getting into the best college that we can control being loved we cannot we cannot all we can control is who we are being. So that's the new place to look. In any situation where you find that you're super attached to the outcome, where you want to be asked out again, where you want to get this job, where you want your ex to do something, really looking at, okay, even though I'm in a circumstance where I cannot control the outcome, who do I want to be in spite of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, the... the the cool part about that is when you start doing that, you get those things that you want. That's right. Because you're being yourself. Right. And you're confident with yourself. That's you're exactly happy. right. Yeah. And things, people want to be around that. That's exactly right. It's magnetic. Yeah, exactly. And I would encourage you, if you want like a little tool to look at this, it would be... It, because a lot of times, again, we're, when we can't control a situation like your ex, it's just f- fucking frustrating. Or you haven't gotten the call back yet for this job interview. Like, it's angsty. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. So in those moments, I want you to stop and ask yourself, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I control? What is in my power? Whatever verbiage resonates with you but that gets you connected back to what you actually can do well you know what i can distract myself right now and watch orange is the new black or you know what i can do i can also go um have dinner with a girlfriend and try to get my my head out of this obsession about if i got this job or not like a lot of times we don't stop the obsession we just give into it again because it's comfortable and it's a way in which we feel safe yeah and that's the neurons that you're building. That's exactly yeah. right. So asking yourself over and over again, what can I do? What can I do? And in essence, what we're doing is we're taking all of the other variables that you've been obsessed about out of the equation. Everything that you don't have a final say in, get it out of the picture. And I want you just to get really, really clear on who you want to be in this situation. Now, there's another piece of it where sometimes we do go into that job interview or we go up for an audition or we go on a date and we don't handle ourselves in a way in which Uh, we're proud. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. What I want you to hear about that is that that's one isolated incident. And this, again, is something that we're going to talk about in the, the workshop as well, where what to do so that you don't actually beat yourself up for a misstep. Like maybe you did scream and yell and try to, you know, manipulate your ex into doing what you want them to do with the kids. And you look back at it and you go, no, I'm not fucking proud of myself. I do feel uncomfortable with how I handled myself. No, I know, I know I can't change him. I know I can't change her. But I'm not, I didn't do well. I'm not proud of myself. And so in those instances, it's about looking at it as an isolated incident, not as this is all of who I am. Yeah. And again, I'm not right. going to go into that at length here. But again, 
we're going to do that in, in, the, workshop, in the workshop. Yeah. So I highly Sweet. suggest you come and, and hang out. Go to that website, guys. So the, the third piece of it is now after you have given yourself permission to want what you want, you've written out your new definition of success so that you can always win and nobody else is in control of that definition except you, mm -hmm. then the third place is to really closely monitor your self-talk. Yeah, for sure. And monitor, it's like monitoring uh, the chatter that's on the loop, that perpetual loop. So as I've been talking about, a lot of times when we are obsessed about something, we're just reviewing the same scenario over and over and over and over and over. And over. Yeah. I hope they like me. I hope they like me. I hope they accept me. I hope, yeah. I hope I get the outcome. I hope I get the outcome. I hope I get the outcome. That's what we're doing. That's what the Buddhists call uh, the monkey mind. Yes. Yeah. Total monkey mind. So what I want you to do is arrest that monkey mind, arrest that obsession. And all you have to do is tell yourself something to stop that spiral. So what I suggest is to say something like, you're allowed to want what you want, but you are going to focus on blank. Mm -hmm. You're going to focus on what you can control, or you're going to focus on how proud you are of the job that you did, or you're going to focus on the beautiful human that you are, or you're going to focus on this other project over here. Like uh -huh. it doesn't matter what you do. We just want to acknowledge that you're allowed to want that. Yeah. And it's not your responsibility to make it happen. Yeah. So yeah, given that, given that I cannot control it, where do I want to put my focus? And this right here, you guys, this is the heavy lifting. Because you can acknowledge that you want what you want. You can write down your new definition of success. And then you can continue to talk shit to yourself. You can continue to get locked into that obsessive mind fuck. Where you keep replaying the situation. Where you keep hoping. It's, it's, it's fill in the blank with your particular outcome. But it's just obsessed on the outcome. Obsessed on the outcome. Obsessed on the outcome. And that's what's happening. I just, I keep having this vision of uh, a, a monkey running around doing crazy stuff. And as soon as you give a monkey a task, it's not running around crazy anymore. It's like, oh, I can put this square peg in this square hole right. or, you know, whatever. So if you give your mind a task mm -hmm. that's more productive, mm -hmm. then it's not chattering all over the place. That's right. Yeah. And, and that is also a piece of consciousness, a piece of that awareness puzzle. Yeah. So until you're aware, you just exactly. let the obsession happen. Right. You let that monkey that's mind run around. That's the way it goes. That's, that's just how it is. That's how my mind works. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that's just how it is. I'm just worried about this interview. I'm just mm -hmm. worried about this date. I'm just worried about my ex. Until now, when you realize what you're trying to control. Gotcha. Yeah. That's you can good. go, okay, mind. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see that you're trying to foresee this outcome in your favor. And that's okay. That's a good way to talk to yourself. You know, it, is that way. It, and just, yeah, Instead be of gentle. Saying, Damn it, Ken, why do you keep thinking that way? Mr. You know? Smith's name is Ken, everyone. <laughs> Damn it, Mr. Smith, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> but, yeah, that's exactly right. So, and if you can just say to yourself, like, hey, I know you really want that job, but right now we're going to focus on something else. We're going to focus on anything else. And that piece, whatever that statement is, you have to be militant, vigilant about repetition with that. Yeah. Because if you do not, 
that new spiral thought pattern comes in again. Uh-huh. So we're talking about basically thought aerobics, thought workout, thought <laughs> agility training. Now I just saw that monkey all dressed up like he's in the 80s. Nice. <laughs> Your imagination is unparalleled, Mr. Smith. So anyway, if you want more on this stuff, come hang out with me on my workshop. We're going to talk all about our massive investment in what other people think and all of the components that kind of tie into that and how we can shift that and make some major shifts. So... I think that's everything. If you want in, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register. And I think that's everything. Anything else you wanted I mean, to add about this? No. That was, that was good. I really, Those are great, easy things. I mean, obviously, they take practice, but they're easy go-tos. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. I mean, even just simply asking yourself, okay, what can you do right now? What can you control? Right. And oftentimes, when we're so spun out, obsessing about the stuff we can't control we forget that we actually can do certain things we can eliminate our triggers we can control who we're hanging out with we can control how we're speaking to ourselves but we don't think about that if we're so fucking obsessed with what we can't you know can't control exactly so anyway guys hope that you enjoyed today and i really hope to see you on the workshop coming up this week and we will see you around these parts next week so here is to loving and living your most badass life mr and mrs smith out